What's going on, everybody? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my great friends that I am proud to partner with. You heard what I said, proud to partner with Black Rifle Coffee. I love these guys, Evan, Matt, Jared. They have stuck with me through thick and thin. And let me tell you something. These guys put their money where their mouth is. These guys have done more for the veteran and first responder community than anyone I know. It's amazing. They're ready to drink. Espressos is literally what I drink every single morning. Not only am I proud to be their friend, literally for seven years now, I've known these guys. I've watched them from the beginning to where they are now. They've watched me from the beginning to where I am now. I'm proud to partner with them as well. I'm proud to support what they're doing and I'm proud to support their mission. I need every single one of my Dear America listeners to go to blackriflecoffee.com right now and support America's coffee, which happens to be the greatest coffee. The only people that are going to do it is us, because if we don't stand up and protect our children now, who will? Yeah, if we don't. So, go ahead. I was yeah, <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> I totally interrupted you. But God damn it! Uh, you're on a roll. <laughs> it's so hard to do this when we're zooming from different locations. It is. That's, I was just, that's the blooper reel right there. There you go. There you got go. a blooper, Zach. Or I'll just let you finish it out. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. You I mean, talk. So yeah, just, just because I was, I was just gonna say like. Crap, hold on. Lose my train of thought. I'm just, I mean, I know what I was going to say. Hold on. Frick, I never, mm, it, this is, it, it's difficult to do what you do. It's harder than you wow. think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is like the all Graham does right talk here. for a living. <laughs> um, oh, it's just so easy. You're just talking to a mic. Huh? Um, Frick. <laughs> I <laughs> know this is the in- intro. <laughs> See there? I'm gonna it's have not some so fun easy with this. when I'm the mic's on fun. you, is it? <laughs> and cue the music in three, two, one. What up, what up, what up? Hey, What's hey. going on, America? Hey, is that Zach finally back? Guys, I'm back, finally. Well, Grand not really. Me back We're on actually, the show. we couldn't be much further away from each other. I'm down in Palm Beach, Florida. And I'm in Fort Zach Worth, Texas. Zach is in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, you just got back from Colorado. It's it's a weird time. It, I, is it, co- <laughs> it, it, it was weird. I was in Colorado. Now I'm back in Texas. Got to be in South Carolina tomorrow. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I meet you in South Carolina on third. Well, Friday. And then, then we've got to head back to Texas. And then we got to go to Arizona. Then all the way back to Carolina. It's it's all over the place. But it's exciting. That is not know. why we're here. We Correct. are here to discuss a topic that must be answered. Mm-hmm. A question that must be answered. And that question, Zach, is what is a woman? That's right. It is a question that can get you canceled across the board. It is uh, arguably the most offensive question that you can ask here today in 2022. I know. I I literally (laughs) am afraid of getting kicked off the internet for simply asking that question. But it's not going to be us discussing this. Mm -hmm. No, 
we are going to have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matt Walsh, who is the star of the Daily Wire's new documentary, What is a Woman? I know, shocking, right? Like you thought it was going to be something else. But no, that is exactly what it's called. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Um, before we bring Matt on, he's going to join us via phone call here mm -hmm. in a minute. Um, I've watched the documentary twice. Zach, you just watched it. What yep. are you? What What were your initial thoughts before Matt calls here in a minute? Oh, put me on the spot. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was kind of surprised that there, like there was a, a decent amount of humor in it. I guess in the way he kind of like it was we talked about earlier trolled a few people, but it, it was eye opening as to how far away our how, how bad our society is getting, and especially yeah. especially like in colleges and academia. And then people on the streets being scared to answer the question. Like it just opened up because as, as a homeschooled Christian <laughs> who was sheltered from a lot of that stuff, fortunately, like I look back and I'm, I'm ha glad I didn't experience all that stuff. Yeah. It's but, nuts, um, it's nuts yeah, man. It's I mean, I, it really is. And, and, and guys, this is not just a pitch. This is a, this is a real thing. I, every single person needs to see this documentary. Uh, it oh, 100%. Is, yeah. As Zach said, there's some humor in it. I mean, oh, not only is there humor just because of the massive amount of insane people, but as you said, um, Matt Walsh does a very good job of interviewing these people. He does a very good job of poking the bear at the right moments. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of emotion to it. And, and oh, there's gosh, a lot of yes. like just, truly shocking things like i mean it is yeah i mean it's hard to put it in words so you know zach let's be honest this episode people don't want to hear from us they're not here no. for us on this episode they're here to hear matt walsh talk about what is a woman because he found out the answers but before we talk to him we got to get into his closet all right guys here's the truth fear of out-of-control inflation is hammering the stock market. The S&P 500 is having its worst start to the year since World War II. So not only are your savings worth less, you now have less of it. Now might be a good time for you to diversify into gold, the most stable asset in the history of the world. And Birch Gold is the company that I trust to help you convert an IRA or 401k, or if you just have savings in general, into an IRA in gold and silver. Guys, not only will Birch Gold help you fortify your savings with precious metals, they'll help you do it in a tax-sheltered account. All you have to do is text the word GRAM. That's G-R-A-H-A-M to 989898 to get a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered account. Amazon stock is down 37% in the first half of the year. Tesla is down 40%. Chris, cryptos, good Lord, have just, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> and many fear the hawkish moves by the Fed could stall the economy. So I'm asking you guys, actually, I'm pleading with you guys, what? is your plan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is only going to get worse. If you care about your family, if you care about their future, and if you care about your money at all, what have you got to lose to text the word Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for a free, no obligation info kit right now. 
guys, I'm pleading with you. It's only going to get worse. I want you to be able to take care of your family. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and without further ado, we have our very special guest, Mr. Matt Walsh. Matt, how are you? Doing great, Graham. How are you? Good, good, good. All right, look, I'm going to jump right into it. I figure we'll do this like uh, like those movies where the beginning is at the end and then they rewind. I'm just going to ask you the question right off the bat, Matt. What is a woman? You know, it feels like a little bit of a spoiler, but I, I guess I'll, I'll just uh, give it away and say that a woman is an adult human female, it turns out. <laughs> uh, look, man, I, hey, I, I watched, I watched the, I, I've seen the documentary twice now, and, and Zach's watched it himself. Uh, man, it is a fantastic film. And I actually just watched the video you did about how Rotten Tomatoes and critics are ignoring the film completely, but the audience is speaking for you. The audience loves it. It's an amazing film. Uh, why do you think that critics are ignoring this documentary that you did? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it is pretty revealing because we're used to seeing the critics where they'll kind of, uh, you know, they'll pan a movie, they'll give it bad reviews if they don't like it politically, then the audience will say that they love it. But uh, this is a kind of different situation where they're, just, they're not even panning it. They just refuse to even watch it. And I think the reason, I think the reason is that they, are afraid of the subject and um, they know that kind of their, the gender ideology that they're promoting is uh, just this flimsy kind of thing that can easily be knocked down. And I, I think that they're afraid to watch it because they know that, you know, if you watch it and then you review it, you're going to have to come up with some actual criticism of, you know, the arguments that I, that we're making and uh, of the quality of the film and they're not going to be able to do that. So that best thing for them, I guess, is just kind of hide under their beds and wait for it to go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I personally, every time I look at Rotten Tomatoes, the very first thing I do is I don't look at anything the critics have to say about anything. I always just look at the audience score. So again, I think, I think that you're doing, you're doing well, Matt, Matt, I, I really want to try to break the movie down as much as we can. I know your time's very valuable and I don't want to give away too much of the film, but I do want to talk about some key points. First of all, walk us through, when did you decide that you wanted to make this movie? And I mean, how long did it take for you to actually do all of this? You know, it was, uh, it took about a year to, to actually make the film. So that's starting uh, a little bit over a year. I mean, we, we started filming it back in the summer of, of last year and uh we were filming for several months for a while and of course you know you go into post and put all the, the, the movie together which and that part fortunately that's like the hardest part and uh so we have our great yeah. director who spoke with that um and in this case like we had so much footage so much incredible footage uh from every place we went that just to kind of narrow that down to film make a film out of it was re- really difficult um and the idea for the film I mean, it really goes back a few years before the start of filming where it first kind of occurred to me that the left doesn't have an answer to the question of what is a woman and that not only can they not answer it, but the fact that they can't answer it, it really destroys their, their whole position. You know, it it reveals the kind of vacuous, empty center of, of their worldview, especially when it comes to gender. And so I, I tried for years to, you know, just like, ask this question, get them to confront it, try to get them to answer it. 
And I could never get anyone. All he did was just ignore it. And so finally we decided, well, if we do this film, let's just go out there actively and put it in front of people's faces so that they can't avoid it. And if they do avoid it, at least we'll have them on film avoiding it. And then that should be, uh, you know, you kind of make the point we want to make. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, it, it's an amazing, it, it's an amazing film. And I got to give you kudos, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how a, I don't know how you keep your composure the way you do. Cause I, I would imagine some of it has to be just utter infuriating uh, talking to some of these people, but you also, and I was talking to Zach before this interview, I, I really love your sense of humor as well. Because you, you you also put your little your your little zingers in there as well. Uh, I, I mean, was that intentional, or or did a lot of these things? Did, did you have a lot of pre planned things that you were going to talk to these people about beforehand, and then was th- those magic moments just sort of off the cuff? It was, a, it was a little bit of both. I mean, we knew that uh, we we wanted this. We wanted it to be a film first of all. We didn't want it to just be like uh, like a podcast episode. You know, I, I do podcasts every day, and you know, I'm ranting and stuff like that. We wanted this to be something different than that and so it's got to be entertaining as well even though you're dealing with a really dark subject matter uh the kind of the sweet spot is if you can find a way to make it entertaining and also funny but then but not to lose the dark essence of the subject matter and to lose the urgency of it so we try to kind of get all that into film and i think it i think it i think it worked out pretty well um as far as the the interviews i mean yeah i I went into the interview with a kind of list of questions i wanted to ask and uh uh, and I had a couple lines I, I wanted to throw in that I knew I was going to want to throw in. And, you know, from there, just kind of responding to their, to, to them. But after, after it took a few interviews and after a few of them, you kind of know exactly what they're going to say, you know, cause it's like right. there's one script. And so, uh, it makes it a lot easier to have your responses to what they're going to say because you, you already know what it is. And, and mainly, you know, that, uh, that it's just going to be a way of evading, like whatever question you ask, they're just going to evaded right and well well one thing that i love the most about the film and, and this is something that i was most excited to talk to you about because i really feel like this is going to be the part where we can you know really deep dive kind of into into a a whole plethora of things outside of the premise of this documentary which is trying to confront this 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 deterioration of of womanhood that the left is doing uh the the attack against our young girls that in sports etc you actually uncover in my opinion what is even the bigger overarching thing of this and it happens a couple times uh one with the pediatrician uh that you're speaking to another time with the uh uh professor of gender of women's gender studies i believe who was a male and, and then and then w- another time with you were talking to these two ladies on the street and there was a part in there um where you say well what if my my truth is that you don't exist and then she she actually says well if if that's your truth then i guess i don't exist and and you know there's a moment there where i can see you kind of pause and you're like but but you in fact do exist you're right here to to me it feels like th- this what is a woman is all almost a symptom of this the left views that there is no real truth anymore. And, 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 and I'd love to get your thoughts on that because, because all of this seems to be this, this, um, 
breakdown of there is your truth or their truth or a truth instead of the truth. And, and, and what, 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 what do you think? Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. I think that's exactly, uh, that's exactly the issue that what is a woman and even gender ideology broadly is, um, that's kind of built upon this foundation of the, the rejection of truth and the, the ultimate overall sort of project for the left is, uh, is to, deny any kind of objective reality relativism you know that's kind of uh, maybe it'd even be better rather than calling them leftists call them relativists because that's everything on the left comes down to that it's all about having your own truth especially this particular issue which is why as you note in pretty much every discussion i had not even with not just with the so-called experts but even people on the street very quickly i mean i'm asking these really simple basic and specific questions that you think would have simple basic specific answers but very quickly it devolves into well, whose truth are we talking about? Is this your truth? Is this my truth? Um, because they will not agree that we have any kind of shared reality, which is pretty disturbing, especially when you consider the people I'm talking to, like the pediatrician. I mean, uh, you know, I'm talking to uh, this is a medical professional uh, who ostensibly gives medical treatment to people, although the medical treatment she gives, you know, doesn't really count as medical treatment most of the time, in my opinion. But if you're a doctor and you're treating somebody, then I have to assume that you know that there's a shared reality where this treatment is occurring, because if there isn't, then the treatment you're giving, like, how do I know that works in my reality? Maybe it just works in yours. So the whole thing just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And, and pretty soon that's when you just see the, the house of cards tumble and you kind of descend into this total, like baffling incoherence. Um, and I think once you get to that point in the conversation where they're just denying, like when you get to the point where they're denying the existence of truth, it, there's nowhere else to go from there, but also you've, you've won. I mean, you've won the argument there and you didn't even make an argument, but you've already won because you, you've revealed that there's just nothing, nothing there. All right, guys, look, good ranchers. I need you guys to go support these guys right now. As you know, good ranchers is the company that saved the dear America podcast from all but certain doom by investing in us and protecting free speech. So now I got one question. Have you heard of American Wagyu? No, it's not a superfood that will make you live forever or the name of the newest TikTok dance. It's some of the most sought after beef in the world. And I can get you two free pounds of it for a limited amount of time. Good Ranchers is giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M. Some of you are spelling it like G-R-A-M, like your cocaine addicts. It's G-R-A-H-A-M. If you don't know, Good Rancher sells 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality. That means you can visit GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and free shipping added to your order. Trust me, guys, this is the place that you want to go to. And these are the people that you want to be supporting with meat prices soaring. I love that when you subscribe, you lock in your price and get $25 off every box for the life of your subscription. As long as you're subscribed, your price will not change ever. And if you order right now, literally right now, what are you doing? You get two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. So what are you waiting for? Go to goodranchers.com slash Graham. Enter the promo code Graham. You get two pounds of Wagyu burgers for free 
And if you subscribe, you get free shipping and you get it locked in your price for forever. So support the companies that support us and go to goodrenters.com slash Graham right now. So, so no, I, I, I agree. I agree completely. And, and, and before we move on from, from that, Matt, in your opinion, and, you know, I feel like I already kind of know what, what you're going to say, but, but, but still, I'd love to hear your thoughts. It, all of this stuff that you deal with, all of these things that, that, that you confront, what well, we confront ourselves on this end. Uh, do you think that the, uh, all this moral decay that we see in our society, which one do you think actually came first? Do you think that the decay of what the actual truth is, the truth has led to now what appears to be the societal and moral decay of our society or, or, or was it the moral moral society decay that has led to these insanities that, uh, you know, your truth can be that some people don't exist, even though they do exist. And men can be women and women can be men. That's a really good question. It's hard. It kind of feels like they feed off of each other. They kind of perpetuate each other. So uh, where chicken or egg sort of thing, where do you bring it back to? I, I, I would say we, we talked to uh, Carl Truman, the great writer, and, and he wrote a book called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, which everybody should read. And it, it kind of traces the philosophical underpinnings of the trans- transgenderism and the gender ideology. And, and he traces it back, you know, farther than we do in the film. He goes back even into like the 19th century. Um, and I think that part of his argument would be, which I, I think I agree with, is that it, it, it kind of begins with chipping away at the concept of objective truth, objective uh, morality and that sort of thing. And then upon that foundation is where you build things like gender ideology. And with gender ideology, you can, as we do in the film, you know, you can find a kind of a starting point for that with guys like Alfred Kinsey and John Money. It's in the middle of the 20th century. And, um, you know, they're the guys that came along and, and came up with a lot of these ideas. I mean, many of the ideas that you hear from the so-called experts and even people on the street, you can go and pinpoint the exact moment when these concepts were invented. And we know who invented them. And uh, it's not a coincidence, by the way, that a lot of those people who invented these ideas are just were just total monstrous scumbags, as we talk about in the film. In the film, I, obviously, we see a lot of people. And, and again, I, I, I'm trying hard not to give too much away. If you guys aren't already, if you guys haven't already seen it, you need to go to the Daily Wire and you need to watch this film. Not only is it great, not only does it naturally and unfortunately have some comedic moments, it also has the the scary truth that every American needs to see. Um, Matt, it, what, what, was there was there an interview that you were excited about that turned out to be a, you know, just complete different than what you thought it was going to turn into? Or did you expect pretty much what we see in the movie throughout all the interviews? Um, to be honest, I, I the, the, the proponents, you know, the people who are pushing this stuff, uh, people on that side of it that we talked to, I kind of, I, I largely expected the way it would play out. The, the thing that surprised me early on anyway, is just, just how quickly everything fell apart. I, I knew that this was a hollow ideology. and I knew that they wouldn't be able to answer what is a woman because it's a big stumper. Apparently what I was surprised by is just that, like it turns out that they can't answer any question at all. I mean, any, any real question, any skepticism at all, was enough to uh, kind of get their backs up and make them defensive. So I was I was um, a little bit surprised by that. In terms of interviews going, 
differently than I expected. I mean, you know, pr- pretty much every interview, especially for the people on the other side of it, um, I kind of was, uh, I didn't know exactly what to expect. And I, you know, I also thought, for instance, we talked to Scott Nugent, who's a, um, a, a woman who transitioned, as she puts it in the film, transitioned to appear like a man, but is not a man, and is now warning people against uh, what the, you know, what this industry is doing and, uh, giving us the reality of so-called sex change surgeries or gender reassignment surgeries as, as they call it now going into an interview like that, I kind of thought, well, you know, I, I already know a lot of the criticisms of this stuff. Um, I'm, a, I'm an opponent of it myself. So it might get anything out of this that I didn't already know. And I was a little bit worried that some of those interviews might be kind of like boring because I'm already, I'm hearing what I already know. And the right. surprise there was that I, I was not bored at all. I mean, these powerful testimonies uh, scott nugent in particular i think is the hero of the film and just speaks so powerfully to the, the reality of this and um i was uh, su- surprised in, in a way by just the, the power of that yeah no i there are so many there are so many powerful moments i in the film and 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 as you pointed out, obviously that part of the film, in my opinion as well, was one of the most emotional parts of the movie, almost like the, the, Oh my gosh, you know, moment of the movie, like, like what in the world are we allowing to happen? Um, do you think that one of the reasons that the arguments or, or the, not the arguments, that's the wrong word, the discussion that you're having with these people, do you think that some of the reasons outside of it being a hollow argument that's not based in any truth, do you think one of the reasons that it falls apart so quickly is because they themselves know that if they answer incorrectly, they're going to face their own backlash from their own insane mob that they're a part of? Uh, yeah, I think certainly. I think, um, I mean, look, look what happened with, you know, famously, not, not in the movie, but uh, Contagia Brown Jackson Supreme Court. You know, uh, is she someone who doesn't know what a, a woman is? No, of course she knows what a woman is, but she just realizes the rules. Like she realizes the parameters that she set for herself because she's a leftist and she runs in that world. And so she just can't answer the question. And, and so we ran into that kind of thing quite a lot. And there's a, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear. There's kind of different varieties of fear. So we talked to people just on the street, average people, and a lot of them were quite afraid. To, it, it's clear that most of them knew the answers to the questions, but they were afraid to talk about it. Uh, a lot of them don't appear in the movie because they told us like, I can't talk about this on camera. I'll lose my job. I'll lose my friends, my family, you know, like all these crazy consequences because of the institutions that control our societies that they're afraid of. So there's that kind of fear, but then you go into those institutions and you talk to people that are running it and there's a fear there too, but it's a little bit different. It's like a defensive fear where they are the gatekeepers of this ideology and it gives them a lot of power, but then they also realize how hollow it is. As you point out, at the center. And so they're afraid of that being exposed. They're also angry that they're being questioned because they feel like, well, Hey, I'm a college professor. I'm a doctor and you're just some bumpkin. You're supposed to just listen to me. You're not supposed to actually ask me questions. And uh, so there's kind of this fear and anger, I think mixed into it. Yeah. I I mean, I especially saw that and, and specifically the college professor you were speaking to, uh, there were legitimate moments there where you see him stop and pause and you can tell he's trying to work it out in his head. How am I, how am I going to get myself out of this situation? Uh, did, did you see that with a lot of other people or was it, was it specifically him that seemed to gerbil fell off the wheel the most? 
Uh, I think it's, you saw it with everybody to, to one extent or another. There's all, you know, it's kind of this moment where they stop and think, oh, uh, uh, you know, oh, this is not going to be a like a puff piece kind of interview. Uh, and like I said, that that moment always came much earlier than I thought because, uh, like, I'm asking, I'm asking questions that I thought would be easy even for them, and uh, and but apparently not. Um, but you know, I, I, it was also that was also it was very pronounced elements of the interview that I had with the with the Congressman Mark Takano, who we interviewed yeah. in Los Angeles. And he is uh, one of the sponsors of the Equality Act, which is a bill that will codify a lot of this stuff on the federal level. And it would mean for, you know, instance, along with other things, that men would have the right to enter women's restrooms all across the country. You know, it's like a federal right now enshrined wow. into law. And he is a proponent of that. He's, he's advocating for that. And uh, so I wanted to talk, talk to him about it. But what I found is that he wasn't prepared to answer any objection that anybody would raise about it, including I mean, the objection that I raised to him the most basic one of all, which is just that, okay, well, men want to enter the women's room, but what about the women who are already in those rooms who don't want them there? Like, how do you, how do you balance those two, uh, you know, you, you have two competing claims here. And, uh, so how, how do you work that out? Even that question, like that's ultimately the question that made him get up and storm out of the room. He was, he was, he was very uncomfortable being asked that, which is kind of shocking in a way, because again, this is the bill you're advocating for. Haven't that's the most basic objection anyone could raise. You never, you have no answer for that. You haven't even thought about it. Right. Um, and the answer is no, they haven't thought about it because nobody, they live in this world where no one ever challenges them at all. They're just not prepared to be challenged by anybody. And uh, that's, it all just kind of breaks down. All right, guys, listen up as Roe v. Wade's potential overturning stirs up leftist outrage. We're suddenly watching the same people who can't even define what a woman is now saying that men have no right to speak on a woman's issue. It's confusing until you see it for what it is. Another symptom of the radical left's attempt to destroy logic, reason, and a man's better half. Women. That's why I'm grateful to Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, who set out to expose this madness. Recently, he went on a journey around the world, literally around the world, asking one simple question. What is a woman? You would be shocked, not only at how few people are capable of answering, but also how many have completely twisted the idea of what a woman is. Thankfully, he recorded the whole experience in his new documentary, What is a Woman? Which you can watch right now at whatisawoman.com. You'll laugh, cry, and scream probably all at the same time when you realize just how far society has fallen from even a basic understanding of reality. What is a woman is only available to Daily Wire members, so I highly recommend you join today. Together, we can fight against the twisted logic of a radical gender ideology that mutates children and erases women in the name of love and tolerance. The question you're not allowed to ask, the documentary they don't want you to see, what is a woman is available now. Watch it now at whatisawoman.com. Matt, when you were talking to people on the street, because there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, uh, cut footage and B-roll footage of you uh, going out and talking to not necessarily proponents, as you say, professors and uh, congressmen or women that are pushing these legislative bills, et cetera, but, but, but you just talking to people on the street. Albeit some of them are very uh, eccentric, would be a word <laughs> that could be used. Um, 
were you were you shocked without giving too much away in the film were you uh were you uh disheartened or were you more uh felt like oh there's there's hope when you spoke to people out on the street based on their answers of you know what is a woman is there actual truth or is there not actual truth or you can be whatever you want to be and you know, society's lost as we know it. Did, did you find that there were more people that were actually rational adult human beings or the latter? Uh, unfortunately, the latter. I, I, I actually found it to be quite disheartening. That was one of the most disheartening aspects of the film, actually, in, in filming it anyway, was just talking to people on the street because what I found, I, I was expect going into it, I thought that, um, you know, maybe depending slightly on what part of the country we're in, I, I thought generally, you know, it, like I was expecting maybe a 50-50 split or something. Uh, and what I found is that I don't I don't know I can't say for sure but I, I want to say at least ninety five percent at least of the people we talked to um, would not openly affirm you know the biological reality of male and female and were at least pretending to be confused about it and that cut across demographics it didn't matter if they were you know uh, what race they were it didn't matter their age the other thing I, I thought that okay talk to a lot of young people they're going to be crazy into this gender ideology stuff but let's pull you know, let's pull aside some, some older folks walking down the street, talk to them. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter how old they were. It was uh, it didn't matter where we were. You know, we, we talked to people in Nashville. We talked to people in Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, you know, New York. I mean, we were all over the place. And it was it was all, it was the same almost everywhere. This is just what, what I what I walked away from was just that this is totally pervasive. And so much of that, by the way, I mean, the, the man on the street interviews in particular, just because we had so much footage and so much content, we want to make a 90 minute film. Well, you got to cut a lot of stuff. And so especially a lot of the man on the street stuff ends up going by the wayside because a lot of it just repeats itself over and over again. But there's just, you could see all of that. It's just one after another, one person after another who, who couldn't answer these basic questions. And um, it, I found that to be, honestly, one of the most like depressing aspects of, of doing the film. We're going to have to have a what is a woman extended cut. Uh, do, do, do you think, do you think, Matt, and, and, and I'm sorry to touch back on that same question again, but I just, do you think it's, that is disheartening to hear, but do you think it's because they actually believe these things? Because I say this a lot and I, and I, and I've heard you say uh, similarities of this. I, I just personally believe that no sane adult human being, can actually believe these absurdities. It's more of a just wanting to get along with your business and fear of people, you know, causing you problems and just like, oh, okay, what? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what? Yeah, of course, you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave me alone. What? What did you find? Did you find it's more of of that? That it's just this kind of like I just don't care. Whatever's just going to make my life easier, or are people actually believing this stuff yeah i found it was uh it it was i would guess the majority of the people were uh just afraid to say what they actually believed i i i think that most of them were not confused but were pretending to be because they were afraid which i don't know if that makes it more encouraging or less but um in a way it's more encouraging i guess it means that that you know because confusion is a if people are actually confused about the reality the biological reality then um that can be a hard thing, I think, to, to overcome. If people are simply afraid, then it's just a matter of like letting people know that, hey, it's, it's okay to be a normal, rational person. Um, and all it requires is a little bit of a spine to stand up and ask the right kind of questions. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Uh, if, if, 
fear is something that can be mitigated to some extent. Uh, and, and, and I agree. And it takes people like yourself that are doing this honestly amazing work. I mean, really, I, I mean, I've been a fan of, of your show for a long time. Obviously I've been a fan of your activism for a long time and taking a stand for the right things. Uh, this, this documentary, in my opinion, just kind of cemented the fact, Hey man, you, you're, you're, you're the real deal, dude. And you know, I, I, I think, I think that you're doing, you're doing awesome stuff. Uh, what, what is Matt Walsh's favorite part of the whole experience if you had to say what your favorite part of the whole thing was whether it's a segment an interview something what, what what was your favorite part of the whole thing i was definitely going to africa that was uh it was also in a lot of ways the most difficult part uh that was the most you know kind of the most taxing in a way i agree to go the long drive a long long a long plane ride and then a drive down into the wilderness there and um and there's some a certain amount of danger you, you take on but uh that was a uh, a remarkable experience in a lot of ways. And I think it really paid off for the film as well. No. Yeah, no, it's a monumental thing because it, it kind of breaks down the simplicity of it all. That, that, that the fact that we're even having to have these conversations of what is a woman and what is a man is, is insanity. Uh, Matt, before you go, and like I said, I know your time's valuable. Um, here recently. And, and the only reason I want to bring this up is because I think it goes into a lot of the things that that we're seeing and this is the uh going after our children that is occurring and, and it's not you know we used to say that colleges are just just stomping grounds for indoctrination etc but now it's bleeding down into three and four year olds um what what is the answer here uh, for, for for parents that are unable to pull their kids out of public school and all this other kind of stuff from, from what you saw, because you were talking to educators, you were talking to pediatricians. I mean, you were talking to, because that's who we're really trying to, to, to save right now for breaking it down is our children. And, and, and what kind yeah. of world is our, uh, is our children going to grow up in? What, what, in your opinion, what can parents do? What do they need to start doing to protect our children from this insanity and honestly, just moral just morally abhorrent behavior that we're seeing across the board. Yeah, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of steps and it is just a, it's a, but none of it is, is all that easy necessarily because we're all living in this society, which is, which has become over overtaken by this kind of madness. And uh, so how do you protect your children from it? There's no 100% perfect fail safe way to do it. But uh, I mean, one big thing is if you can pull your kids out of public school and homeschool them, then I know not everyone can do it, but, certainly something to give think about long and hard if it is something you can do whether you can or can't another big step i think is uh this cannot be emphasized enough is to you know not give your kid unfettered access to the internet i mean if you if you hand your uh 10 year old daughter a phone with the internet access on it then you're just giving her sort of a doorway into this uh into this whole world that you have really no control over and you're handing her this device that's going to take over her life and uh, all kinds of influences and messages in there. And that's how so many kids get sucked into this stuff. Um, and so, you know, in general, whether it's we're talking about school or the phone or anything, I, I think you have to try to try to set up some walls of some, some boundaries for your child and some walls of protection, some, um, you know, some ways to, sh to shield them from these things that are happening in the world so that at least when they're at home, like they're at home, they're with you. You can be the one who's influencing your child and actually, you know, uh, instilling the values 
So if you can create that home environment for them, then uh, that's it's not perfect, but it's uh, it's a good good first step, I think. I agree, man. Uh, I agree, Matt. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Like I said, I know, uh, especially here the past couple of weeks, you've been super busy and all over the place. Um, what is next for Matt Walsh and where can people go if they're not already listening to you on our program, which I would imagine we have a lot of crossover, but either way, what's next for Matt Walsh and where can people go to see what you got going on? Well, in terms of what's next, I think uh, I still got all the dust settle a little bit before I figure it out, but I definitely, you know, we, we, I, I kind of found that I enjoyed making the movie, so we got to make another one and they'll have to, have to offend people even more. That would be the objective, but um, in terms of this movie, you can go to whatiswoman.com uh, and find the film there or just go to Daily Wire. It takes you to the same place. But, uh, yeah, we would definitely encourage you to become a member and, and watch the movie and share it. All right. So, probably shouldn't tell you this, but real-life scenario happened. And whilst Matt was talking about how you could find him, uh, as you know, I'm in Florida and Matt is in Nashville and Zach is in Texas <laughs> and my internet froze. So I didn't even get to say bye to Matt, I got, but I was afraid I was going to have to do the outro. I was like, man, I'm going to disappoint everybody. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed that. I, I really hope that a, if you haven't watched the documentary, you do do it. B, if you have watched the documentary that gave you even more insight and see if you're not going to watch the documentary at all i hope that you learned a little bit about basically this this was the cliff notes version of the uh the documentary in itself mm -hmm. but seriously we live in a society that we have to protect our children we live in a society that we have to combat false narratives and this idea that the truth doesn't exist because that is a lie and yeah. the only people that are going to do it is us because if we don't stand up and protect protect our children now who will anyway uh <laughs> for those of you who heard of the intro that, that was the part that i couldn't remember what he was going to say so, so we're now finishing this out i just want to thank all of you for listening if you haven't watched the documentary you need to go check it out thank you guys so much for listening to this episode make sure to share this with five friends that's right do put it. it in a group chat and do annoy it, it. the mess out of everybody because everybody hates group chat so make sure to do that make sure to subscribe it helps us in the ratings uh we broke the top 200 of all podcasts in the country this week thank you guys so hey. much your 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 subscriptions and everything help in that regard that's all we have for this episode of the dear america podcast and we'll see you all again next time <laughs>